The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence and credible sources a lot investing alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hippie Hour podcast. This is your host, Hannah. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome. Um, I have not put out an episode in a while because I've been pretty inundated with school. I'm finishing up my last um, finals week of the semester. I have one more final left on Monday. I'm in a physical therapy program in case you're new. And that's just been kind of taking over my life last week, wrapping up a lot of assignments and studying. And so I have had these notes for the episode forever. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys. But I just haven't been able to sit down and find enough time to record because this is quite a bit of information today, and I'm also very excited about it, so I know I will talk more. So yeah, I I hope you guys get some good info from this. I had a lot of fun researching all about sauna. Um, that's, I guess, the correct way to say it in the United States. We're very used to saying sauna, but it is sauna. Um, and besides that, before jumping into things. One thing to keep in mind this next week that is very hippy-dippy related is that um, the 18th, which I believe is Sunday, we will have the full moon out for December, which is considered the cold moon. I'm looking out my window right now and it already looks like a full moon, so I think it's pretty much there. But if you're someone who likes to learn more about moon phases and all that, I would take this time to look into it, maybe set some crystals out to um, absorb the moon's energy, as we like to say. Um, And yeah, and then the other thing I was going to say is next week, uh, Tuesday, December 21st, is the winter solstice, which is really exciting um, because I've been really focusing on trying to connect with winter. Winter solstice is the day that we have the shortest amount of daylight and then we come through the other side and we start getting more daylight because that's the shortest day. So those are two fun things to either research on your own or think about this next week. And I'm also distracted right now because I'm watching my dog Murphy play with a toy and I'm worried he's going to just squeak a toy the whole time I record. So if that's the case, we'll just roll with it. But yeah, here he goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's start with our mindful moment. 
we'll see if he starts squeaking during that, which kind of would make sense. So wherever you're at, let's just close our eyes or have a soft gaze and take a nice deep breath in. Another deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Just letting your body settle for a little bit here. This is only about a minute of your time that you have to reconnect with your mind and your body. Maybe letting your head move side to side, maybe rolling out your wrists, maybe staying perfectly still, whatever feels good for you right here. Maybe shaking something out, shaking your hands, shaking your fingers. And then taking another deep breath in through your nose. Out through your mouth. And gently opening your eyes. All right. Are you ready? Let's dive in. So what is sauna? What is like the origins of sauna? What is it? So again, we say in the United States sauna a lot, which is just the Americanized version. It's not necessarily wrong, but it is correct to say sauna. Um, the Finnish word itself of sauna means bathhouse. And if you don't know what sauna is, it is a small room made for experiencing wet or dry heat sessions. Um, there's a heater that creates steam by pouring water over the hot rocks that sits on top of it. And the combination of steam, high heat, makes those who are sitting in the sauna sweat. Temperatures of the sauna are typically around 167 to 212 degrees Fahrenheit. The oldest known saunas in Finland were made from winter dwellings dug into the ground at a slope, and there was a fireplace inside where you could pile up these stones called kiwas, I think, kiwas, uh, and they were heated to a very hot temperature, and then they produced steam as water was thrown onto it. This allowed the room to get so hot that Finnish people could take off their clothes and bask in the heat even during the coldest winter months. The first Finnish saunas are now referred to as savusanat or smoke saunas, which are much different from today's saunas because they're using actual burning wood um, and they would burn the wood for about six to eight hours, causing the kiowas, kiowas to get very hot. And once the smoke was cleared out, the Finnish people would be able to enjoy the loili, I think loili, or sauna heat throughout an entire day since the heat would last about 12 hours. Then we hit the Industrial Revolution. Um, again, sauna has been around, I think, for... They, they say they have evidence of it going back as 4000 BCE, but we for sure know that it has been used since the 1500s. Um, but then once the Industrial Revolution hit, this allowed for metal wood stoves and chimneys to be used so that the smoke could clear out better. And as the Finns migrated to other places, such as 
the United States and Minnesota in particular, they brought the tradition of sauna with them, which eventually led to the invention of electric stoves, which we know today are typically safer to use since there's no flame or smoke involved. Saunas actually did gain a lot of traction during World War II, which I thought was interesting because Finnish soldier, soldiers would build saunas in mobile tents and even in bunkers in order to do their important daily or weekly sauna bath. This led to other soldiers such as the Germans, the Swiss, and um, the Belgians to catch on to using saunas regularly as well. So again, archaeologists say there is evidence of saunas being used dating as far back as 4000 BCE during the Neolithic age. Um, so it's been something that has shown evidence of staying throughout the course of time as a very important ritual or um, part of like just normal life. And there was some stuff I was reading. I didn't throw it in my notes here about how um, many people would actually give birth in saunas. Um, and that was a very normal thing. So how is it possible that we can actually sit in a sauna with such high temperatures? We'd never be able to last outside if the temperatures were upwards of 160 degrees, right? So under many circumstances, temperatures approaching um, and exceeding 212 degrees Fahrenheit would be completely intolerable and possibly fatal if the body was exposed for too long. However, saunas overcome this issue through controlling the humidity. That's the key part of it. The hottest finished saunas have relatively low humidity. And since steam is generated by pouring water over hot stones, this allows air temperatures that could boil water to be tolerated. Hence why most very hot saunas are called dry saunas. On the other hand, you have high humidity steam baths as well. And these are typically called Turkish baths. And they're set to much lower temperatures than a sauna since they have a higher humidity and it can usually reach as close to 100%. Um, and if it was too hot, if the temperature was hotter, uh, the wet heat could actually cause scalding to the skin. So it's all about controlling the balance between humidity and temperature. Uh, a typical Finnish sauna has a little bit more um, parameters to it than I think a lot of people might suspect. So in a finished sauna, the temperature of the air, the room, and the benches are above the dew point, even when water is thrown on the hot stones and vaporized, so they remain dry. On the other hand, the people in the sauna are at about 140 to 176 degrees Fahrenheit, which is below the dew point. So this causes water to condense on the bather's skin, which releases heat and makes the steam feel hot. Sitting on a higher bench, Bench gives a more hot experience since heat rises, as we know, whereas sitting lower down on a lower bench is less intense. Uh, the heat of fresh steam may sometimes be felt more strongly on the furthest like corners or highest benches, but a finished sauna, sauna <laughs> is considered good if there's actually a relatively small temperature gradient between the various seating levels. Uh, wooden buckets called Kiulu. I really should have looked up the pronunciations beforehand. I apologize. Kiulu are used in the sauna to hold the water for the stones. And a modern sauna usually takes about 30 minutes to heat up, and the users often sit on a towel for hygiene. Um, 
or go in the sauna naked. So that's part of the Finnish culture is just to like go in naked. And, and here in the United States, um, saunas have become really popularized through gyms and recreational centers and saunas, um, are not as intense as a Finnish sauna, obviously, because we're just not as used to using it as often. Um, but we will often go in wearing a towel, a swimsuit, or gym clothes, which is actually considered really odd to Finnish people. I think wearing a towel is like not bad at all because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to sit on a towel or um, use it to wipe off my sweat. But in Finnish culture, we'll get to that um, in my next section here about Finnish sauna culture. But like going in naked is just a very normal thing. So I encourage you if you're willing. <laughs> Try going into a sauna naked. Maybe if you're a little on the shy side and you have plenty of um, freedom, like it's a personal sauna, just try going in naked sometime and see how it feels. So Finnish sauna culture. Let's talk about that. Saunas are considered extremely important to the Finns and most homes actually have a built-in sauna and apartment complexes even have this communal apartment sauna and they have sign up time. So everyone has this, the chance to use it during the week um, and have like their own personal time with it. Uh, there are actually at least 2 million saunas in Finland. Um, and the Finnish sauna society actually like believes that that number is closer to 3.2 million, but there's only 5 million people in Finland. So that says a lot about how important saunas are. Families will bathe together in the sauna, including their kids and even babies. There was a video I was watching where these um, Finnish moms were talking to their kids about, you know, you were in my belly in the sauna and I brought you in here when you were a baby in the sauna. And like, FYI, we are told in the United States that that is not safe. Like pregnant people, um, babies, kids should not be using the sauna, but since this is more of a cultural thing in Finland, that kind of makes me wonder, you know, is it like just you need to be mindful of it because there is a higher risk of like little babies and pregnant women and kids just overheating or what it is? There's still kind of a question mark on that because at least in the United States, we have a lot of warnings about using the sauna because of risks. Um, but in Finland, like everyone goes in the sauna. It doesn't matter your age or you know, your health. It's just a cultural thing. Uh, Sunday is the most common day for sauna and most Finns will take a sauna bath at least once a week. Um, and again, families will bathe together in the sauna, including their kids, um, babies, other family members, extended family members, because it's considered this bonding activity in addition to physical and mental health um, benefits. This was really interesting. The same video I found um, on sauna, it's on YouTube. I will list it in the acknowledgments at the end. It was really interesting. Um, one of the people being interviewed, a, a Finnish person said, uh, friends and coworkers often sauna together as well, just to talk about life and important business matters. Um, and they said, it's very normal for your boss and colleagues to see you naked because we all sauna together. <laughs> which I personally like this. 
Although us Americans may initially turn red at the thought of it because it just shows how much Finnish people don't necessarily sexualize nudity as much as Americans do. It's definitely a more European approach to things, but it just is what it is. In the summer, many Finns will visit their countryside summer cottages and their activities will revolve around going into the sauna and then diving into the lake to cool off. In Helsinki, the capital, there's actually a Ferris wheel as well called Sky Sauna, which is designed for both saunaing and admiring the views from up high. So yes, it is literally a Ferris wheel with tiny sauna rooms instead of regular seats. I highly recommend you go look that up. It was, I was like, I can't believe this was even thought of, but it's a, it's a real thing. If I ever go to Finland, I'll have to check it out. The Finnish word that I mentioned earlier, loili or lauli, it's strictly connected to the sauna and it translates roughly to sauna steam um, and it refers to the steam vapor caused by throwing water onto the heated rocks. There's also an old Finnish saying, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry, saunausa olan queen kirkosa. That's probably so wrong. I'm... <laughs> just laughing oh gosh meaning one should behave in the sauna as in church which signifies how important the sauna is um and it's i mean it's a space where you go in and it's meditative and reflective and you're just supposed to behave appropriately um and related to that more on a fun note uh sauna tantu literally translates to sauna elf which is this little gnome spirit who lives in the sauna and is always treated with respect and he may cause trouble for those who are disrespecting the sauna such as sleeping playing games arguing being noisy uh, and it's it was customary not sure if it still is i can imagine there's some people who still do this but it was customary for the sauna goers to heat up the sauna just for the sauna elf every now and then as well as leave some food outside of the sauna for him to eat, which I just thought that was cute. Lastly, a common Finnish sauna tradition often not done in the U.S. is lightly tapote or beat the skin with birch leaves, uh, which have substances that can open up the pores to help ventilate the lungs and open up capillaries in the skin. It's really interesting. Um, I had never seen it before, this video talking about Finnish sauna, um, and it's really cool. I'm sure some people in the U.S. do it, but it's definitely not a common practice um, with U.S. sauna bathing. Um, but it's a very normal practice with Finnish sauna. So let's talk about the health benefits and then risks of using a sauna. So the most common health benefits of using sauna are blood circulation and sweating, removing toxins via sweat, toning and firming the skin, fighting infection, relaxation, invigorating the mind and body, and also having a sense of shared community. And yes, this is considered a health benefit. There's a couple studies that I'll talk about here, which I thought were very interesting and kind of help hit home that saunas are good for your health, um, especially mind and body related health. So the first one is a study on dementia. So the effects of sauna bathing and the risk of dementia were studied in the Kuopio ischemic heart disease, 
um, which is KIHD risk factor study involving more than 2,000 middle-aged men in Finland. And the participants were divided into three groups. One, one group that took one sauna a week, one group that took about two to three saunas a week, and the last group who took four to seven saunas a week. The study showed that the more frequent sauna takers, so that four to seven saunas a week, had a lower risk of developing dementia, specifically 66% lower than the once a week group. And the risk of developing Alzheimer's was also 65% lower than the one time sauna bathers like a week. Sudden heart attacks was another article I found from the same KIHD group. So previous results from the same KIHD study have shown that the frequent sauna bathers also had significantly reduced their risks of sudden cardiac death, um, the risk of coronary artery, artery disease and other cardiac events as well. Uh, the study said that sauna bathing may protect both the heart and memory to some extent via similar but poorly understood mechanisms to the dementia study that we just talked about. Um, it is known that cardiovascular health can directly affect the brain and vice versa. Um, the brain can, the brain's health can affect cardiovascular health as well. So that sense of well-being and relaxation experienced during sauna bathing may be why both these studies of dementia and sudden heart, heart attacks had like much lower incidences of those health risks developing if you went to the sauna more frequently. More on a like fitness, cardiorespiratory fitness side of things. Um, I looked into this particularly because I literally just signed up for a gym membership because it has a sauna. I Doing this research, I was like, I really need something to just keep me going this winter. It is so cold in Minnesota during the winter, especially January and February. And I have been needing some good heat. And I actually sauna bathed for like 20 minutes today when I was at the gym. And I was like, I need to look into the more like cardiorespiratory fitness related things to sauna because obviously I'm young. I'm a pretty healthy young adult. I just want to look more at the things that will affect me immediately right now versus dementia and um, CVD related deaths, that's cardiovascular disease. If you don't know also, those are things I will not necessarily worry about till later in life. So, um, a long-term cohort study from the same KIHD research group, that group is just based in Finland and they do a lot of sauna research because they have so many people there who go to the saunas. Um, they had 2,227 middle-aged Finnish men ages 42 to 61, and they were tracked across 26 years. So this was a very long-term study. It started in the 80s. Those who were considered frequent sauna bathers uh, were those who went three to seven times a week. They had a significantly lower risk of having a cardiovascular disease-related death and all-cause mortality compared to the other group, which were considered not frequent sauna bathers, so they only went one to two times a week. Sauna bathing may confer its protective effects on cardiovascular disease and mortality via several mechanisms, and these include improvement in cardiovascular function, reduction in systemic blood pressure, 
increased cardiac output as a result of increased body temperature, which then causes increased skin blood flow, whereas there is a decrease in blood flow to the internal organs, improvement in endothelial function, increase in left ventricular ejection fraction, and reductions in oxidative stress. Um, and this was cool. The same article cited a couple other studies that I'm going to mention here too. Um, a recent study showed that a single finished sauna bath is able to reduce oxidative stress in the body um, caused by 30 minutes of aerobic exercise in healthy men. So healthy men like went to sauna after 30 minutes of, you know, running or doing something aerobic and it was able to reduce that oxidative stress caused by exercise. Also, um, in an investigation on the effects of sauna bathing on athletes, uh, the authors demonstrated that there was an augmentation in acute physiological responses when sauna exposure is followed by exercise. And that might be because um, the body has a chance and the heart has a chance to adequately warm up, like the tissues actually get really hot. Sometimes we think we're warming up and we're not really doing that much to raise our core temperature. Again, a lot of these processes are still up in the air as to why they work or why they show the results that they do. Um, but I still think it's it's worth to note. In another study in which six male distance runners completed three weeks of post-training sauna bathing, study participants experienced an enhancement in endurance running performance. Um, Again, that's a pretty small study with only six male participants who are also like relatively fit. Um, But what they're saying from that article is uh, having a post-training sauna bath uh, frequently might be helpful for endurance. And then taking the whole evidence together, it suggests that the beneficial effects of sauna bathing may be more marked in people who have a good fitness level at baseline. So if you're already someone who's working out, um, your cardiorespiratory fitness might just be enhanced um, from sauna bathing. Whereas like someone who's older and wants to look at more like a preventative factor or dementia uh, risk reduction, it's just like a different way to think about what you're using the sauna for. So if you're young and healthy like me, this might be something good to incorporate pre or post exercise. And if you're older, incorporating it for different health benefits um, might be the reason why you benefit from it. So how would you start using a sauna regularly if you wanted to? You would want to, if you're starting for the first time, especially if you're someone who isn't really tolerable of heat, you want to be mindful of limiting your use to not very longer than like 15, 20 minutes max. Uh, This is really important for people who like to jump on the bandwagon of things that they want to try. And it's really easy to push yourself in these scenarios. So... From what I read, you should really limit your use to about 15, 20 minutes when you're just starting off. And um, if you already have been sauna regularly, um, you can go upwards to 45 minutes to an hour. An hour is the max recommended time for those who 
use a sauna regularly. I believe that's also for those uh, Finnish sauna goers. If you go in and out to cool off, that's a different scenario because you're giving your body a little bit of a break. But just keep that in mind. It's really important to listen to your body in these scenarios and not push it. You do want to make sure you're well hydrated beforehand. Ideally, an hour before, you should drink at least half a bottle of water. You should wear light, comfortable clothing or no clothing and just have a towel. Uh, This is something you can easily incorporate into your workout regimen by either going in before or after or even both. And then you need to keep an eye on your body. Again, listen to your body for signs of overheating, such as no longer sweating, your heart rate increasing to more than 50% of your resting heart rate, or feeling faint or dizzy. And you should not use a sauna if you do have high blood pressure because of its effects on blood pressure. Um, if you're pregnant or you have any other health conditions that might be might be affected by high heat, and you should always consult with your doctor first to get the like okay about using a sauna regularly. You should also learn to use the sauna more for a meditation zone. Sauna etiquette in general is to be quiet and introspective. So this is a really good thing, again, to incorporate before exercise or after exercise because you're either mentally preparing for exercise or you're reflecting on how it went and you're letting yourself um, just take that time to kind of come back down from a really high state. After you sauna, you should drink about eight ounces of water or more to rehydrate. And then a fun option for starting to sauna, you can cool off immediately by jumping into a cold shower or into the snow or into a lake if that's available. If that's something that you're able to do, highly recommend. It feels really good. So yeah, that's a little bit about Finnish sauna and that the tradition of Finnish sauna and This is something I'm hoping to start doing regularly now that I have this membership to use a sauna like pretty frequently. I'm very excited about it. I highly recommend if you have access to a sauna to start using it regularly since we are in the midst of winter, at least if you're in a cold winter state such as Minnesota or anywhere in the Midwest. Uh, But yeah, so let's move on to the journaling prompt which journaling prompt today is going to be, how am I taking care of myself this winter? If you're not a big journaling person, that's okay. But this is like just also something you can think about this week of what are the things or even just one thing you are determined to do or you have in your routine that you are going to do regularly to take care of yourself this winter. It's really easy to you know, forget that in the winter, we're a lot more prone to seasonal depression, to bigger mood swings, to not feeling like our normal selves. And that's just really common. And we blame ourselves a lot and say, oh, I'm just being lazy. I'm just hibernating. I'm just feeling really dormant, whatever the case may be. It's easy to dismiss what we're feeling in the winter. So just really reflect on that that question of how are you taking care of yourself during the winter time? Um, so yeah, feel free to pause this now to write it down or come back and write about it later. Again, if you're not a big journaler, just reflecting on it, but yeah, I'm very excited 
about this episode. Again, let me know what you think. You can find me on Instagram at Hippie Hour Podcast. Uh, I also have the website up and running. Um, I need to add a couple more updates to like the episodes page since I've had two more come out since I created it. But that's linked on the Instagram and it just kind of gives a fun little overview of like what the Hippie Hour podcast is about, some other resources that I have available both in Minneapolis and Duluth as well as um, just nationwide outside of Minnesota. Um, if you're not from here, that can be something that you can access. Um, so I have those listed on there. And then I have a little about me just in case you want to learn a little bit more about me. And yeah, I'm hoping to use it a little bit more regularly. It's nice to have kind of a one-stop shop for everything related to the podcast. Uh, and you can find that. Let me pull it up. I believe it's like hippie hour at MailChimp. It's on the MailChimp site. Um, that was like the free uh, website builder that I could find. Um, yeah, let me let me look at this. It should be. Oh, well, it's not letting me log in, but <laughs> you can find it on my Instagram or you just search hippie hour podcast MailChimp. It should come up. So with that, have a wonderful week, you guys. Uh, stay warm, especially if you're somewhere cold. And make sure to take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you guys next week. Acknowledgements for this podcast are to Cedarbrook Sauna's uh, website talking about the different health benefits of sauna. Uh, wikipedia.org slash sauna the Kyopoyo ischemic heart disease studies man again I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong Kyopio is spelled K-U-O-P-I-O um, again Kyopio ischemic heart disease studies and then the YouTube video I found sauna culture in Finland by UNESCO U-N-E-S-C-O thank you